Hello and oh, well. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Buyer Beware. This is a uh, podcast where we talk about reviews for products and services on the internet. Um, normally it's a comedy podcast, but this week we're going to do a uh, Game of Thrones fan cast in honor of the upcoming season seven finale. Get hype! Get hype! Uh, so, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? What are you expecting to see this? Uh, well, this Sunday. I think we should recap our listeners on uh, what Game of Thrones is if they don't know. They've been living under a rock for the past um, uh, eight years or so. If you if you don't know what Game of Thrones is, how did you get here? <laughs> but thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, please don't please leave. like and share. Why, while we have you, go ahead and like us on Twitter at Buyer Beware Cast. Um, yeah, we'll wait. And, <laughs> and um, how about I read a review to let everybody know what the uh, uh, Mr. Anonymous here thinks of uh, Game of Thrones. He can give a nice little recap. Sure, yeah. Summarize the series for me. Anonymous. Alright, well, Anonymous goes in uh, and says, Mindless epic script pretext for gore adult content and middle age values propaganda. If the scenario is 100% mindless, gore and adult content does not add to it. The opening plot is as dull as characters are stupid. I almost stopped watching it when the guy was beheaded in the first five minutes. I gave up for good when the dwarf was getting fellatio. No context or justification at all for these two acts of absurdity. So that's pretty much what Game of Thrones is about in a nutshell. Yeah, just dwarf fellatio. Mm-hmm. Which is what also do you think about Game of Thrones, Jason? Well, I think dwarf fellatio might be the title for this episode. That's a good one. Uh, I don't think we introduced ourselves as well. So uh, my name is Joseph. I'm Jason Stark. I'm Joseph Snow. <laughs> um, oh man, we show that we could totally give each other house names for uh, this uh, this episode. Well, I'm uh, I'm Jason, first of my name, breaker of chains, and mother of cats. Consumer. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm from the the buyer be worn house. Um, <laughs> What's that house motto again? I've uh, forgotten. Um, watch out for scammers. That's the good one. Yeah. Uh, Keep your gold close. <laughs> Bad deals are coming. Um, do you have any uh, any reviews for a good summary of the first season or first couple episodes of Game of Thrones? I do. And um, if you're not a fan of Game of Thrones, uh, you should still stick around because most of the reviews I've got are people that are also not fans of Game of Thrones. Maybe you can commiserate with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have a lot. We will be playing Devil's Advocate. Yeah, let's start with my uh, first review from Malta. Uh, series without any ethics and with nothing good to feel about. Uh, so give it a one-star review on IMDb. After seeing today in Game of Thrones how a father let her kid slash daughter being burned alive. Already in that first sentence is gibberish. Yeah. Uh, we should, I guess we should go ahead and preface this as well with spoiler alert. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> for, for Game of Thrones <laughs> season, season, what are we on, seven? Seven, yeah. Seven. I realize that the author of this serial, as well as, uh, she's from the UK, as well as HBO may need professional, and she puts in parentheses, medical assistance. Actually, since the beginning, it is hard to find anything that would make anyone feeling good. Seems normal people are in this series only and exclusively heading to miserable ends. Uh, in parentheses, being brutally killed, beheaded, burned, skulls being crushed by hair, bare hands to name a few. And She's any, not that wrong about that. Yeah, and any similarity with the world around us is pure coincidence, while negative characters are in full swing. So what is the message of your work, Mr. Martin? Enlighten me, please. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, G of T is for me finished. It's fucking Yoda. 
<laughs> Mr. Martin, your G of T stories may make a lot of money, but are in essence sick, barbarian, and ethically worthless works. No one, no one learned anything from you. Neither become a better person by watching your work. Wonder if your kids watch your masterpieces, and how do you feel about the moment that motivated, <laughs> about the moment that motivated me to write all this? Um, does George R. R. Martin have kids? He does not have any kids. Yeah, and they don't they don't feel too bad about um about the events of the show. That's hard cut. I have another review um from Earth is the username. Mm. It's just a collective uh dead serious bloody human flesh skewered naked females pierced organs maggots breasts. Oh, great pro- plot craft too. All right, and this guy's very upset. Uh, this perversity parade is dead serious. Dead serious about glorifying totally boring, totally banal, totally petty human aggressive impulses. Uh, and I'm going to skip ahead here because he writes about ten, um, ten paragraphs. Man, it's really amazing how passionate people can be on the internet for things they hate. <laughs> uh, let me just get to the end where he just lets it, where he concludes beautifully. Please don't censor this show, though. Let the raging hatred and toxic bile flow. Let it all out so that the evolved ones could use this as a barometer to filter out chimps from supposedly civilized potential mates, so that one day in the future we could use this as a textbook to teach our great-grandchildren about our residual chimpanzee legacy. Man, um, that reminds me of a review I have from Austin Reader, uh, who he explains, So this is what so many people are truly nuts about. Animal cruelty, graphic violence, odd love triangles with everyone in the family getting involved. Uh, I'll pass. Never made it through the first episode. Barely, or barely made it through the first episode and vowed to never venture back into this world again. Yeah, most of the, let me just, I just want to interject here. Most of the, um, most of the negative reviews I've seen were people who were watching the first episode and couldn't mm-hmm. make it. I feel like the, the first episode, the end of it really kicks off the jump starts the whole series. What happens at the end of the first episode? Brin's pushed out the Oh, window. right, 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 yeah. Yeah, the things he does for love. Yeah, I saw a lot of reviews mistaking that for him being murdered, which made me know that they didn't watch the yeah, second episode. Yeah, they didn't pick up in the second episode, because I think the beginning of the second episode is Bran in bed, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to give a little backstory of um, of our relationship with Game of Thrones? Do, I've, uh, we've been, I've been watching the show for... Um, I started watching season three, and then I've tried to read the book three times, and I've never... Uh, I've never finally gotten to gotten really into the books until now. I'm just now going back and listening to them on Audible. Let's see. I, I forget when I started watching, but it was um, it was either late season one or beginning of season two, and I've never read any of the books either. I, the books are very very good, but they're just very hard to get into because like, he's so descriptive when it comes to his books. Um, speaking of uh, over-description, um, have you ever heard of uh, The World of Ice and Fire, The Untold History of Westeros, and The Game of Thrones, the book that uh, he wrote? Yeah, I that have. Is, um, it's like a history book of uh, Westeros. Yeah. Um, would you like to hear some reviews for that? Sure, yeah. Hit me. Uh, so this review is from LH. Uh, this may sound like A Song of Ice and Fire's Cimmerillion, uh which was... Um, do you know what the Cimmerillion was in the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Tol- yeah. Yeah, it's like a big fever dream of uh, Tolkien. Um, this may sound like a Song of Ice and Fire Cimmerillion, but it's nowhere close, and it's not the Dune Encyclopedia either. 
The title is slightly misleading. It's supposed to be about the whole world, but out of the 320 pages, the book has about 260 about Westeros alone. It may seem logical considering the vast majority of the book takes place there, but since this is supposed to be about the history of the known world, it falls short on that regard. And I'll skip forward to... uh, He does a breakdown of um, every region covered... uh, like in page numbers so for example uh how many pages do you think the north uh, is covered in this uh, huge expansive novel 50 a mm. uh, little on the lower sides towards nine the number nine shit <laughs> uh, what do you think about the wall and beyond that's a very far mysterious place how many how many pages do you think are dedicated to uh to it i'm gonna go with 10 Mm, half that and you're, you're right there at it it's five how short <laughs> is this all, book they got a whopping five there's uh 360 pages in what book. is it about um well it's definitely not about uh the world of westeros and the untold history of game of thrones um uh how about the western lands uh what do you know about the western lands jason i'd consider you a pretty good fan of uh, game of thrones very expansive with your knowledge I don't even know what you mean by the Western Lands. Is that there's a whopping eleven pages on it? Um, two that, more than the North. Is that part of Westeros or another continent? I don't. Know. I would assume it's part of Westeros. Um, uh, guess which? Uh, guess which uh, region got the most pages? Uh, the Riverlands. The Riverlands had a whopping number of ten. All right. What what had the most? Uh, the Iron Highlands with a a, really? a total of nineteen pages. Well, maybe he feels like. If this is supplementary, then maybe he's they haven't covered the Iron Islands enough in the existing books, in his opinion, and that's why he's doing this. Maybe. That is really intriguing, now that we're uh, getting into more of a um, a theory side of it. Maybe Iron Islands is going to play much more of a role in the final seasons, in nah, the final book. <laughs> the final six episodes? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like it totally could. We still have Euron out there. No, I, f- I feel like Euron and Theon are still in the plot, but I don't think we'll go back to the Iron Islands at all. I don't know. I feel like there's got to be some importance there. Nah, I think they're done with that set. We haven't seen it at all this season. Speaking of the show, I have a review here from a British website called uh, Mumsnet. It's a uh, it's like a forum for parents to talk about things. <laughs> oh boy! And there's a whole thread on there about um, Game of Thrones, and it went about as about how you'd expect. Real fast, does your mom watch Game of Thrones? No, nah, I'm trying to get her to. I think she'd like it. My mom also does not watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Uh, this is from user Flumps and Lumps and stuff. Gross. Uh, to be honest, the sex seems to be all punishment. So rape then? How is this okay to watch? And she puts like a emoji, like a um, suspicious emoji. Is this legal? <laughs> and as for the violence, I gave the bunny extra food after seeing some dogs eat a man because they were hungry last week. <laughs> and then she puts... This next line is is like uh, struck through. It's crossed out. Um, she wrote, "She's ex- she's as successful as me at dieting." Wait, who's she talking about? The bunny. The bunny is successful at dieting. Yeah. I'm lost. Why? Oh my! <laughs> Way to ruin the, the great joke. <laughs> she's she's as successful as me at dieting with the bunny and just living its life the bunny is as fat as she is mm. I'd, I'd be pretty impressed if uh, I weighed as much as a bunny 
They're like 15 pounds. No, she's saying the bunny is as fat as her, so it's a 300-pound bunny is what we're dealing with here. That's a that's a real scary bunny. Uh, now, I've got a, I got another review for the, uh, the first episode. This is by Kathleen Horton on Amazon. She says, cancel my subscription, please. This is a very offensive series. <laughs> well, what's the, what would you say the most offensive part of the series is? Um, it seems to be the rape of, of Sansa. Yeah, that was a, that was, that was a very um, cheated scene. I didn't think it was that bad, to be honest. I feel like they could have made it a lot worse. Oh, yeah, I mean, they could have, but it was already... Yeah. People were already very, very upset about it. It was very, very grim. If they made it any more graphic, I think people would leave the show in droves. I don't. I wonder how graphic they would get with it. Like cause they've definitely toned down now, but um, some of the stuff in the books. Oh my god, I can't believe that that sick bastard can think of that. <laughs> these things like going through his head as he uh, writes them down on paper. Like what? What's uh? What's really gruesome that's in the book that's not in the show? Man, um, you know when uh Arya um I'm reading so I'm reading Clash of Kings right now. Or I'm listening to Clash of Kings right now, the second book. So um, I'm on the part where Arya is traveling uh, with the the uh, the Black Brothers, the Night Watch. Um, with, I forget the guy's name. The Brotherhood but, uh, without banners. No, the Dark Brotherhood. Um, remember when after Ned was uh, executed in the uh, uh, King's Landing, and then the guy took Arya and cut her hair and traveling her with the Black Brotherhood to take like, to the Watch. Like the Night's Watch people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then. Uh, uh, the Lannisters um, are looking for Gentry, so they run down the uh, the little traveling group that Arya's with. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. So that that scene in the books when the Lannisters attack them, oh man, it's so brutal. Like he talks about how everything smells like blood and like piss, and Arya's tripping over bodies and like falling, and like she she d- can't tell what's blood and then what's mud like on her as she crawls through like this uh, like just field of corpses trying to get away from Lannisters it's very very intense that's weird because I saw a lot of reviews where people were saying they'd read the books but the show was too violent for them see I think the um the the it's like a the difference for between a lot of people is just seeing it rather than visualizing in your head I think they're just lying Mm. (laughs) see what uh what Amazon customer uh anonymous thought was uh, he didn't see what all the hype was? Ten year old being murdered, not cool. Odd family dynamics, gross and weird. Hard to follow. Could barely understand what they were saying half the time. Forced ourselves to finish the episode only because we had purchased it. Not worth time or money. All right, let me let me offer an alternative take by uh, Amazon user Nomad. I really hate people who are scheming. I really hate people who are scheming, backstabbing, two faced liars, and that's what this show is all about. And then they murdered a beautiful, innocent dog. That was it. This is not for me. Mm. That was a big death, the the death of um, Stanza's dog. Do you know she adopted that dog in real life, the actress? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that until uh, a couple days ago. Uh, I've got another review here from Jen RN. Uh, I bet she's a nurse mm. on Amazon. Incest, dwarves, and prostitutes? Really? Wait, is she offended by the the there being a dwarf, dwarf. in the show? <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> I can handle in, incest and prostitutes, but not those fucking dwarves. Dwarves, disgusting. This is nothing. <laughs> uh, this is nothing but an excuse for sex and violence, mostly sex, and I don't mean like normal sex between two lovers. 
I mean disturbing things like incest between siblings and a dwarf with prostitutes. Who wants to see that? Ouch, my eyes, my eyes. Oh, and the barbarian wedding orgy scene. Can't forget that. <laughs> that, was a, that was a classic. My husband says the books don't include that. That's a lie. And that yeah. are actually an interesting read. And that and that they are actually an interesting read. Leave it to HBO to turn them into meaningless smut. What? Then <laughs> she puts, I, we, won't be bothering to purchase any more episodes of this. Very disappointed. Oh, that poor husband. Moving on, I've got another review here by Rufus T. Firefly. That's <laughs> a good name. This, this one's a bit of a long one, so let's buckle in. Uh, I'm anticipating a lot of negative feedback on this review, given the disproportionate amount of five stars this show ha- has given. As given, understand that I, like most of the viewers of the show, did not read the books for Game of Thrones. Now that I finished these formalities, I can move on to critique the show. In short, it's a porno with a convoluted plotline. A large percentage of the a large percentage of this show is watching people with confusing, hard-to-remember names talk about politics, scheme together, and occasionally refer to winches and food. The remaining percentage is broken up into raw sex and brutal violence. There's about, on average, three hardcore sex scenes about 15 seconds long in each episode. In fact, most of the sex from episodes 1 to 3, the point where I stopped watching the show, is actually raping, which is immoral and disgusting for TV and real life. (laughs) Some women on the show... It's true, Rufus. <laughs> Some women on the show exclusively wear see-through clothing, making the viewer wonder, why have anyone wear clothes at all? If that wasn't enough, the show actually has same-sex same-sex sex making, uh, sure to sh- being sure to show all genitalia. The violence on this show rivals in Trump's shows like The Walking Dead, which is something I'm perfectly fine with. To reiterate, the show is all boring and incomprehensible, incomprehensible dialogue which is supplemented with insufficient amounts of action and I do mean action outside of outside of beds and bed chambers there's too much sex <laughs> if you didn't get any of that that's, that's, that's the TLDR yeah. you can always tell the people who uh, who don't understand the show is always the people who um, who think the show is just nothing but the sexual content yeah and I like how he says that um, some women in the show wear, wear see-through clothing which that's like I remember that specifically mentioned in the first book. I, I read part of it, and I think he says it in the show, too, when Robert talks about how the girls in King's Landing wear see-through shirts in the summer. It's just fucking hot. Yeah. And he's, like, pervy about it. He's like, oh, you can see their nipples. Ned Stark says that? No, no, uh, oh. Robert Robert says that. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, that's not very honorable. <laughs> and Ned, Ned Stark, Stark. <laughs> Ned Stark blushes. <laughs> Who is, who's your favorite character? In the song of Ice and Fire, mm, probably my man Bron or Tormund. Mm, Bron is good. Tormund's my favorite, I'd say, in this show. Yeah. I haven't gotten any of the wild leagues in the book. I'm very eager for that. Uh, spoiler alert for episode uh, five, six. Spoiler alert for episode six. I really thought he was gonna die when um when he got uh, covered in the walkers. See, I don't s- screaming I don't, out, "Help me!" I didn't think he was gonna die because I feel like if he dies, then why the fuck do we give a fuck about wild leagues? Oh yeah, he is kind of like the wildling representative. Yeah. yeah, like can you name any other wildlings right now? No, they're. I think they've made a point, made it a point to not show us any. I really liked um, uh, George, Georgian, or what was his? Uh, the Georgian? Guy, yeah, the guy who did die. Georgian. Was it Georgian? 
No, Judge and Reed was the guy who was falling and ran around. Yeah. Um, he had a weird name, but that guy with the man bun, the healer of the group. I really oh. liked him. I was bummed when he died. Thoros of Mir. Thoros, yeah, that was it. I think uh, now is also a great point to call out The Walking Dead and say that uh, Game of Thrones is a better zombie show than The Walking Dead. Oh, absolutely. Even though oh. it took them six seasons to get to the zombies. thousand percent. So worth it. <laughs> Hard Home is probably my favorite episode of the series. Really? Yeah. The bold stance. Oh, it's so good. What, what would you say yours is? Uh, well, I may be biased because it's the newest one, but I feel like they really knocked it out of the park with this most recent episode. What? Are you serious? Yeah, it was a fucking roller coaster of emotions. Wow, I definitely didn't think it was the best episode. Mm, I don't know if it was best, but it was close. Uh, Spoils of War was really good, too. Uh, that was the one that um the dragon attacked the, uh, the Lannister squadron, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually disappointed by that one, too. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. <laughs> Those episodes are know. awesome. I, they're okay. Uh huh. Sounds, like, sounds like you're being a little contrarian. I'm not a big fan of uh, Daenerys and her dragons, though. That's uh, you. You know that, but yeah, I guess our yeah. listeners don't. I hate Daenerys, and I think it's one of the worst plot lines in the well, series. Let's, let's explore this. Why do you hate Daenerys so much? There's so many reasons, man. Like the the what lured me to the show is the whole like political scheming and stuff behind like who's becoming the king and then when you introduce a character that's got three fucking dragons who's not a part of the like overall story besides like barely barely mentioned for like the first five books is just like ridiculous it's so distracting it takes away from the main plot line of westeros there's just so much convoluted shit going on so many characters that are getting introduced to her storyline that means absolutely nothing as far as we know I just feel like her storyline is just where just so much fluffer happens. So much fluffer? Yeah. See, I, I completely disagree with you. I think her storyline has showed her character arc and her development, and we've seen who she is and why we should care about her. Like, if she just, if they skipped that and she just came into Westeros uh, four books in or whatever, however many, or six seasons in, like, whenever she gets to Westeros, if it just cut straight to that, it'd be very no one would care about her she'd be a villain probably uh do you think she still will be a villain is that a theory you subscribe to no no, no. i'm saying to the viewers like we wouldn't know anything about her and oh yeah 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 i got you but i'm saying do you have you heard the theory that she's she might be all mad queenie no i i have heard that but i don't think that's true at all i could see it happen uh, i think it might be a stretch though but i could definitely see it happen but I just feel like if they needed to, like, I understand setting up the character, but I think they they don't need to have her go into, like, four different cities and constantly setting up relationships in the city and then abandoning it. And it's like, no, it's like one character would move on with her. And oh. then her whole thing of uh, breaking the wheel, and I feel like that's so, that's her whole thing, right? She's going to break the wheel. But how is just coming over here to Westeros and doing the exact same thing that her uh, her father did, breaking the wheel? I mean, that's what that's what they talked about. Like, they specifically addressed that in this past episode. I know that. I'm, I'm glad they're finally addressing it because, like, it's been fucking annoying since season one. But but they're saying that she's not doing what her father did because she's not. Um, she's not going to pass. Her offspring is not going to secede her. She's not burning down cities. Uh, when she easily could, like you mentioned, the dragons being something that ruins the kind of political scheming, but. Oh yeah, totally. Well, I'm definitely glad they're they're working into that now with the uh, 
the blue eyes white dragon. Yeah, but I don't, I don't. It doesn't seem like that's ever been the case for me. Like, um, she's only before she came to Westeros, she only really used them fully once. I mean, she used them to uh, get the um, unsullied and to escape the the creepy wizard guy. Um, oh yeah, I remember him, the warlock. But the only time she really used them was to burn the ships in um, Marine, I think. That was the only time she had all three of them out doing wrecking shit, basically. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not that she's been doing wrecking the shit. It's that she can wreck the shit, you know? So it's like... She can't, though. But, like... Her, her hands look, are kind of tied. So think back to, like, um, season four. And it's like, I guess season four, where um, the Viper and the Mountain are fighting. And it's like, you can watch that, and, like, you're, you're thinking, like, oh, this is cool, this is cool. But then, like, in the back of your mind, if you believe that Daenerys is just going to swoop in with her dragons and then burn everything and take the throne then like why does this matter and what so like you can't <laughs> I, don't like, under, I don't understand your your logic there it's hard to um so like if you're a fan of Daenerys and you want Daenerys to win uh and like you want the ending to be Daenerys to swoop in with her dragons and burn all of Westeros and become the queen then it like why would you care about any of the uh characters in Westeros I mean, that's completely separate. Like, you can still want Oberyn Martell to win over the mountain and still root for Danny. But I'm saying, no, I guess that's a bad example. But I mean, any <laughs> anything that's going on in Westeros, why would it matter compared to what's going on with Danny's story? Like, they're just so far apart. And it's like, seems Daenerys has set up so much for success compared to everyone else in the story. Oh, yeah, she definitely has plot armor, but, I mean, mm-hmm. compared to John. The guy who's John, literally... John's plot armor is just, what's the deal? In the newest episode, can he die or what? Because I see that talked about all over the fucking place. And I didn't even pick up on it when I first watched the episode. I he, think like, he... drowned or something? Did you watch the episode? Or? Yeah, I watched it, but I didn't I didn't realize he died during that scene. Well, no, I think... He came into life. Um, I don't think he died. I think what happened was he was unconscious. And I think the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, this is bullshit. He should have froze to death, like... As soon as he came out of the water, like that's the way that works. Mm-hmm. Like he, I, I forget the stats, but like if you're in Alaska and you get wet and you've lost your foot, and Tormund uh, went into like waist deep into the water as well, didn't he? Okay, yeah, I, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, he was fine. Okay, well, well, my theory was that um, since John is like a uh, technically a white now, he that he can't be killed by the cold. Um, I heard a really interesting theory about uh. Um, John, uh, what's the other guy's name, um, that gets resurrected a lot with the eye patch, flaming sword? Beric Dondarrion. Beric, yeah, um, John, Beric, and, uh, um, someone else are basically the equivalents of, like, fire whites. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, I found that really interesting. And, and that's true, they are. Um, that came from Gurm himself, George R. R. Oh, really? So my thinking was that John couldn't be fro- couldn't freeze to death because he was a fire white. Um, I mean, I don't really have any evidence to support that, but now that I think about how Tormund was also submerged, kind of just seems like bad writing. Um, speaking of Tormund, uh, uh, what do you what do you think about um, Tim and uh, my girl Brienne? No, I think I think I think the same as everyone. I ship it super hard. Did uh did you see the thing going around on Reddit about uh this song of ice and fire was Tormund kissed by fire because he's got red hair and then Brienne kissed by snow or whatever because he's got the white hair. Really, the she's really story's been about them the whole time. She's, she's a very very uh light blonde though. 
I guess, but she's not like Daenerys light. In the books, also, I'm really excited to hear her because I hear her storylines are way better in the books than um. Okay, speaking of Brienne, I'm kind of wondering how the Arya Sansa thing was going to play out tomorrow because she sent Brienne away. Mm, yeah. So, do you know about the um, the uh, Lady uh, Caitlyn Stark comes back and it's like Lady Stoneheart and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I know barely little about this because uh, like it everybody kind of stopped talking about it when they found out the show wasn't going to have it but apparently yeah. in the books uh there's a storyline where lady stoneheart sends brienne to go kill jamie lannister in king's landing yeah i heard about that so maybe that's that's something that's gonna stands is gonna send him or send her after to do but i just don't i don't see brienne doing it no she loves jamie she's not gonna try and kill him but like you it's her it's her vow to protect uh the star children uh but that's like, not that's her oath I mean, protecting her isn't directly the same as killing Jamie. Yeah. I mean, if that if if that's how she wanted to enact her vow, she should just start killing every Lannister soldier she sees. I mean, that's that's, good. that's a good point. Well, I don't know. She's just uh, protecting them. There's a difference between protecting and then just rampaging murder. No, I, I mean, but it like it's the same logic. Like, why would you? Why would? You, I don't think she's gonna go after Jamie. I think there's no way. Speaking of Jamie, uh, have you heard the theory that Jamie Lannister uh, is Azora High? What? No, that yeah, seems no. I, that's dumb. So my favorite theories are the. Um, I like my Game of Thrones theories as almost as much well, as I like my conspiracy theories, which are we should, crazy in no way. Being we should true. mention. We should mention for the show watchers um, who don't know anything about the books, Azora High. I don't know if he's mentioned in the show or not. He is. Maybe in like one scene. Yeah. But anyway, I don't. I don't think. For, for people who don't know who Azor Ahai is, he's uh, like a prophesized warrior that's going to save the day from the big bads. Um, and there's been a lot of speculation about who that's going to be. Um, a lot of people think Beric because he's got the flaming sword. Um, a lot of people think John. Um, a lot I of pers- people uh, think Daenerys because um, Azor Ahai uh, is a prince that was promised is another way of calling him. And yeah. that originally came from Valeria or their language... Uh, prince is a gender neutral pronoun so that's it could right be male or female that's right the word they use for prince could also mean princess in mm-hmm. westerosi um my personal theory though is theon <laughs> oh I, I would like to hear that the, uh just because of the one line in the prophecy that says he's going to be reborn um uh, amidst salt and fire and um like theon kind of has his like uh he hits the lowest of the low when he um, abandons, and sis- abandons his sister after they're attacked, um, ships on fire, he dives into the salty ocean. <laughs> like the pretty weak evidence, but I, I think that would be a cool theory if that happened. Because I, I feel like he's set for some redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw um, uh, in the trailer for this, in the, for the, in the trailer for the finale, we saw shots of oh, the spo- Spoiler so. alert if someone uh, doesn't want to know that, because I, I know a lot of people don't like watching the trailer. Uh, well, I mean, we just saw a shot of Theon, so he's going to be in it somewhat. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to And we'll assume he's going to be in next season. So I I predict some cool shit from Theon. I feel like he's got to do something to redeem himself. See, I just don't know what he could do at this point to redeem himself. Uh, kill Euron. Uh, seems like the most obvious thing. Well, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's not going to be enough <laughs> for, like, his whole redeeming character moment like, mm-hmm. i feel like that would be enough to redeem him as in like a good character like i think he's a good dude now i think he's a definitely a good character 
compared to how he was when the show first started. Yeah, I think you can measure how like vindictive someone is by how how long it takes them to forgive Theon for um what they did, what he did to the um to Winterfell and those two farmer boys. Because, like, for me, it, it took me, like, half a season, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is enough torture now. Maybe he's paid enough. Mm-hmm. John's, <laughs> John doesn't think so. Okay, so back to the the Jamie Lannister theory. Uh, so this is a theory uh, submitted um, to Reddit by user the Sandman 224 So uh, let's strap in for this one, because this is a ride. Oh, boy. Um. So in the cave painting, remember that a couple episodes ago? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when John shows Danny the first men, one of the figures is holding a sword in his left hand while the other two are right-handed. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> the other hand has a cuff around it, as is, as if a prosthetic hand. Uh, oh, if wow. our other suspicions are correct and Jamie is the one to kill Cersei, uh, he would have done what Azor Hyde has done and killed his lover. I don't think that's the sword name. Uh, Widow Whale is a coincidence. The other two figures may represent John and Danny since they both have a part to play. Last but not least, the Valerian words for Lord and Light are Eskio and Onus. However, Eskio and Onus is Valerian for Golden Hand. I don't think the Song mm. of Ice and Fire not only represents John and Danny, but Jamie's sword, which was forged from Ned's sword Ice, which ultimately be lit on fire. Which ultimately will be lit on fire. I also have a strong feeling that Danny might become crippled just to fulfill the crippled bastards and broken things trio. Um, so hmm. interesting, right? Probably never going to happen. I think he's definitely very, very kill. interesting. I think he's definitely going to kill Cersei. See, um, I'm getting to the point where now where it's like everyone is thinking that to where like I'm trying to think of other ways because it just seems too obvious at this point, right? Hmm. Like I'm thinking, my no, my theory, so. my theory right now is that she we found that she's pregnant, right? So what if she dies during childbirth? I don't think she's gonna live that long. Really? Yep. I think she's definitely gonna make it till the the series finale. Uh, I don't think so. I think she'll really. I think she's gonna die this episode. I don't. You think she's gonna die this season? One, the final yeah, episode of yeah. the season. Yeah. Wow. This episode. That's. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't think that's going to happen. All right, so if we look at the the actors who have signed on for next season, I don't remember seeing uh, Lena Headey, Heady, on the list. Oh, never mind. There she is. Mm. <laughs> She's on. That's another thing. I don't think that they would let like that leak though. If she, <laughs> like, if if they do kill her off, I'm sure they still would have put her as on the series regular for next season. Well, see, what I'm thinking is that um, they want they want to have this like battle for westeros thing wrapped up so they can just deal with the walkers next season because there's only six episodes see i think it's gonna be opposite i think they're gonna deal with the walkers and then they're gonna deal with the battle they're gonna deal with the actual throne hmm. uh well uh, i've been talking for a while how about you hit me with something all right let's let's take a break from the um us talking out of our asses about game of thrones theories um <laughs> let's, let's go back to uh what we know and what we love some reviews this is by user Ladezy, L-A-I-D-Z-E, on Amazon. How many penises does it take to screw? Dot, 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 dot. Um, and she continues it in the text, dot, 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 dot. Riddled with what amounts to pornography, extreme nudity, homosexuals have sex, and lesbians engaging in sex, no wonder everybody loved it. <laughs> 
the review below her. I don't like it at all, no matter how professional the director is. And I guess Amazon cut her off. Since it oh, is pure man. fiction, <laughs> I don't like it at all, no matter how professional the directors are. Uh, Wait, this what, is, what's so professional about the directors? I, I don't know. The double Ds. <laughs> here's, a, here's a review by a concerned parent, David Shrewsbury. We like the show, and at first I could joke away. And then Amazon cut him off too. <laughs> These people oh, don't understand man. titles. I started watching with my teenage kids. We like we like the show, and at first I could joke away the sex scenes, but there is so much porn that I stopped watching. You have a good story. Why do you think you have to make it into a porno movie? But if you must, would you ever consider making an edited version and cut out all the porn? Because I rent the show on Amazon. I bet you would be surprised that more people would rent them and you could get more from Amazon. We watched The Walking Dead and it is one of the most popular shows on TV. And Sadly. so far, and so far no porn and so far no porn. Take a lesson from that. If you guys had that show, you would ruin it with this with six zombie sex scenes. <laughs> I gave this a 1. If there was a 0, I would have picked that. Damn savage. What do you think about all the sexual content in Game of Thrones? Uh, they definitely toned it down. Definitely, yeah. Season, I, I think season one through three are probably the way worse. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of HBO's like trademark more than it is Game of Thrones thing. Even yeah, though yeah, yeah. And Game of, I mean, HBO has already had sex scenes and like gratuitous sex and violence in a lot of its shows. I mean, shit. You ever seen Oz? Mm-mm. My God, the rapes in Oz for like the dudes in the shower are so much more brutal. Like so much more of a brutal prison rape than Westerosi rape. <laughs> not, not saying one rape is worse than another. Yeah, I was, you know, was going to yeah. say, let's, uh, let's not do that. But uh, yeah, HBO, I think I definitely think that when Game of Thrones started getting more popular, they may have started like, falling back on it. Cause they're like, oh, ooh, maybe, we, maybe we shouldn't. And I, and I was, what made me, and when I was reading that review by David Shrewsbury, he said they should make an edited version with all the sex cut out. And that made me think they couldn't with Game of Thrones because there's so much sex position where people are talking about the story and explaining things while they're having sex yeah like it's almost cliche at a point i I feel like that's almost put in as such as like it can't be edited around yeah uh like a scene that i always think about and i always bring up when like this conversation is talked about is the uh fucking little fingers uh backstory scene where he talks about how much he loved caitlin and uh there's two whores just banging in front of him like why? Why did? Why is that important to get a character's backstory across? Well, see, I like that scene though. I think I think a lot of the sex scenes, not all of them, but a lot of them serve a purpose. Like, we get the two parts to Littlefinger's character there. Like, we get his backstory, and you get to see what he's up to now. Like, what he's, he's doing. Real, real nasty what he's all son of a bitch. What he's all about. I really and, like, like Littlefinger. In that scene, you learn that he's not like sexually attracted to any of these lesbians at all, because they're like yeah. lesbians <laughs> to any of these prostitutes. Um, because he's just like so disinterested and he's like matter of fact about it Littlefinger is one of my favorite parts of uh, the series is uh, the battle between like Littlefinger and Varys yeah I think he I think he definitely won't make it till next season yeah I definitely would believe Littlefinger dying in uh, tomorrow's episode I think there's going to be a lot of death we'll see who who that ends up being Um, I'll pull up a cast of characters and then we're going to play a little game Peter Dinklage, Tyrion Lannister, live or die? Oh, live. Uh, Cersei? Die. 
Are you, wait, what are you what are you saying? Like in this episode, this next episode? Yeah, yeah, next episode. Peter live or Tyrion live, Cersei die. Uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow. Let's live, obviously. Live, live. Um, Stanza. Sansa. Yeah. Uh, live. See, I can see her dying. Very. I can see I it. Could see it. I don't. I don't think it'll happen. Um. I, I don't think Arya's gonna kill her. Oh, I definitely don't think Arya would kill her. See the thing, I don't like that uh, that storyline very much. No one Arya does. Seems, it seems like no one does. Like, cause it just seems like you're reverting a whole lot of character development. Like both the both the like those girls have been through horrific shit that the, neither one of them like knows about. But it seems like both of them are like, oh, there's no way the shit you went through is as worse as the shit I went through. Like yeah. it just reverts back to like their season one Winterfell behavior of like being annoying little sisters. Yeah, maybe that's intentional. Maybe. Um, Jorah, live or die. Die. Uh, really? Yep. Um, I think shit's gonna go down at King's Landing, and he'll. So. The trailer for next week. I don't know if you saw, but um, where they're the meeting place for Cersei and John and Daenerys and all that. Do you see that? Yeah, I didn't recognize it. I didn't know where it was. Is it the? Is it ah the name of that fucking fort that got burned? Um, Harrenhal. Is it Harrenhal? It might be. I don't know. I don't recognize the actual place, but I just it, thought it was a real cool location. We only got, out. like, one glimpse of it, but it, it kind of looked like Heron Hall. Yeah. The place where Arya was being held prisoner. Theon? Liv? Uh, Liv for next episode. I think he'll definitely die before the series. All right. Uh, Sam? Do you think we're even going to see him next episode? I would be... I would doubt it. See, I feel like they're going to go the brand route for him uh, where they... um. You don't see him until, like, maybe episode four of next season, and it seems like he's been doing some good shit. So yeah. I feel like they left his storyline on a weird end. I, I don't think he'll be in the finale, but I think he's definitely in next season. I'd say earlier than episode four. Because uh, I, I feel like he's definitely going to be important, but I just don't know how or what, like how, how important. Oh, yeah. I mean, like his last words is like, <laughs> I'm tired of reading about the uh, the deeds of greater man, like yeah. implying. It's such a great, it's a great line. Hey, I'm going to go do some shit. Like, yeah. I would like to see him just like show up and just become like uh daenerys's like new like leader of the maesters or something like that no no no. i think he's gonna come to join well john's with daenerys oh right right now at the moment yeah. but oh you I don't think they're gonna be together for the rest of the series not like together together i think they'll be doing their own things maybe oh so you don't think they're gonna end up getting married together oh yeah maybe but i, uh. I feel like they're still gonna be apart like doing their own business see i'm hoping uh daenerys and john don't end up together why I don't know. I just think that's too. Um, it's too much of a cliche like story. No, I think they will. Like, um, I would like it if uh, probably never happened. But what if Gentry and uh, Daenerys got together? Wow, why would they? I don't know why they would, would, but it would join the like it would end the fucking like whole because it's like the it's Robert Baratheon's kid and a Targaryen. That would be a huge marriage, but. Who do you think Jon Snow's mom is? Arya. Bran. Um, <laughs> do you know there's still people that believe that... Uh, um, I forget her name now, but... Uh, Lyanna? The, like the in-universe theory of who his mother is. People believe that's actually his mother. Who? Oh, um, oh, just a tavern wench? Uh, no, it's not a tavern wench. It's like an actual named character. I'm confused as what you're talking about. Are you talking about um, Leanna Stark or 
It's the woman that, like, it's the Bormitch or whatever that you're talking about, but, like, she's got a name. She's not named in the show. Um, yeah, yeah, she is. I remember the scene that, uh, I know in season one, uh, at least, where, uh, they're, like, talking about going and sending assassins after Daenerys. Uh, and they're, like, sitting out watching, uh, like, a tourney or whatever. And Ned and Robert are talking, uh, about all the political stuff that's going on. Mm, I, I remember that scene. Um, yeah, I don't he's think like, because he, he starts trying to, like, get him to tell him who John's mom is. He's like, did you bang that bar match back in so-and-so? Yeah, but he never, they never name her. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, because I can't find it now. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think you are. But, um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that believe that that's fucking, that's the true theory. <laughs> that's going to be a big swerve. Uh, maybe I mean I could see it happening in the books I guess because in the books if I'm if I'm not wrong they haven't confirmed it in the books yet no. like they did in the show. There's a lot of things that they've confirmed in the show that a lot of people just kind of forget that hadn't been confirmed in the books like the White Walkers. There's like jack shit known about the White Walkers in the books. Well, let's let's talk about one of the big hot theories right now, and that is that Bran is the Night King. Mm, I prepared for this one. Yeah, me too. Because um, I'm on the opposite side as you are, I believe. Uh, what do you think? I, d- I definitely do not think it is that he is. Uh, I don't I don't either. Oh, okay. Well, let's hey, talk about what? let's talk. I'll talk about what the theory is, and then we can talk about why we think it's wrong. Right. So the theory is that um, Brand is going to keep going back in time, um, meddling, and um, he's going to keep trying to stop the White Walkers from uh, happening, basically, from being created and from being as strong as they are, and. Each time he does that, he's gonna mess mess up, and like, um, he's eventually like gonna inadvertently lead to the creation and become the first White Walker, the Night King. It gets very very uh, detailed. I don't know how detailed you're gonna get with it. Yeah, I mean, I'll go, I'll go a little bit deeper. They um, like one of the evidence that they that they use, which isn't hasn't been proven, um, is that uh, Aegon Targaryen, the Mad King. They've mentioned several times that he heard whispers and he heard voices telling him to like burn everything and burn the city. Um, and a lot of people think that uh, those whispers, those voices that he's hearing is is Brandon Stark. Um, the same way that he tried to take over Hordo. Hordo. Hodor? <laughs> Hordo. Hodor. Uh, with the whole hold the door situation. All right. Yeah. Such a sad scene that was. Yeah. But um, um, the thing is that blows that theory so far out of the water is that uh, Aegon Targaryen, like, it, in the Targaryens, there's, like, a madness disease that they've talked right, about. Right, from inbreeding. Yeah. Well, like, supposedly, so, they haven't proved that it's from inbreeding, but... Yeah, yeah like, um, Daenerys talks about it, uh, I know, in the books, where um, she talks about... She knows that Rhaegar, uh, a lot of people thought Rhaegar had it as well, like, he was kind of right. leaning towards it. right. Um, so it's kind of like an interesting theory with the um, Daenerys Mad Queen uh, theory too, because it's kind of like just all Tener- Targaryens are just ticking time bombs. Um, if that does happen to be the case, though, that I don't think it is. But if we do get a scene where Brandon goes back and starts talking to Aegon, then uh, I'm going to immediately switch sides and say that yes, he is going to become the Night King. See, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't feel like that would be a good resolution to the See, Night King. The other big piece of evidence um, that I have against it um, is in the scene last season where he goes back and sees the White Walker. Well, he sees what... I mean, we never get confirmation. We see a guy tied to a tree, and we see uh, one of the the children of the forest put some... um, A thing of obsidian in him. 
Yeah, I forget what it's called. Um, uh, stabs it into his chest, and his eyes turn blue. And we assume that that's the uh, the first Walker, but I mean, we no, don't know that for sure. That's a uh, that's confirmed actually. That, that was the Night King. Oh, it was. <laughs> well, yeah, but, then there we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looks nothing like Brandon. I don't see the. Well, the theory is uh, from that is Bran uh, wargs into that man, mm. and then is stuck and can't get out, and thus is stabbed with the crypt, like not kryptonite, uh, obsidian. Yeah. Then, yeah. I don't see why he would do that though. See, war- that's the thing. Yeah, the, him. yeah, like because Warg is a very like, he's he's not gonna still be struggling that hard where he's gonna warg into a random guy getting tied to a tree who's just so happen like in that well, situation. So, some people think he's gonna warg into him beforehand to keep it to like try and send him down a different path so he doesn't lead to that mm-hmm. and he's going to um get trapped in the body. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen any indication that, um that he he might be trapped in some inside someone's mind. Yeah. Um another big thing is that like uh when he's training with the three-eyed raven um the three-eyed mention uh the three-eyed raven mentions a lot that uh Bran is just a uh, observer of the past and present events. He can't he like it's it it's like the way for him to affect something was to just destroy Hodor like throughout his entire life like and just turning him into a deal with. Right. So it was not an easy thing for him to just jump back in time and burn, like, to do the Aegon, burn them all type thing. Yeah, and that's, that's the only interaction we've really seen with him in the past, like, him actually affecting something. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see the Night King grab him um, in one of the scenes where he's he's walking back. Yeah, that that's super cool. That's a really uh, interesting storyline. It's, like, how much of the Night King, like, uh, knows about his powers and how aware he is of everything of Bran. Yeah. So I think that might be why the Mad King is so desperate to hunt Brandon down is because he saw him in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, we're running uh, out of time here, so um, do you want to close out on a, a theory I have here about how the, the series will end? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, this is a little long, so I'm just going to skim through it and try to keep it as brief as possible. But uh, basically, um, if uh, everyone doesn't know, listeners don't know, it's... Um, uh, George R. R. Martin is a huge advocate for like anti-war, um, uh, and then so he said he's talked about how the White Walkers represent um, uh, weapons of mass destruction. Whoa! What? How did yeah. I heard that? Yeah. Um, basically, these big impending things of doom that like humans have, or not humans, but the the children of the forest created mm-hmm. to like try to wipe out like the first men problem, but ended up just uh, making it worse a problem. Yeah, that fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, wild whoppers are a metaphor for weapons of mass destruction. They represent the threat of man. Uh, they represent the threat that man is is in danger of inflicting on themselves. Uh, the children of the forest created a weapon of defense against them. Now the CO, children of the forest are wiped out. The white walkers now want to destroy man. Uh, if that's not symbolism for nuclear holocaust, I don't, I'm not sure what is. Um, we know that they once arrived to peace 8,000 years ago with the original Azor Hyde, and we know Craster reached an agreement with them, sacrificing his sons to them. This shows they can be reasoned with to a large extent. He talks about how he believes the White Walkers are, uh, they've had a spike in activity since John's birth, so John must be related to the White Walkers. Um, but he gets to the point and says, uh, you may know where I'm going with this. The only way this, this series can end is with peace. Basically, what he thinks... Oh, I should also credit this. This is user relaxing in the rift um, off red. Okay. I was about to say, you made it kind of sound like it was George R. Martin himself no, talking. No, no. Um, 
So he believes that uh, they're, um, it's, uh, the ending of the show or the series will be met at the God's Eye, right where it all began thousands of years ago, where they uh, originally stabbed the White Walker. So he says, what do the White Walkers want? They want to finally die. They didn't ask to be created. They just represent the physical manifestation of humans killing each other, battered corpses. I think Dragon's Glass has something to do with it. In the show, we saw how the first walker was created with the shard being jammed into his chest. Uh, Bran will tell John he needs to pull it out of the Night King, but that doing so will cause the death as well through fire. The Night King will allow him to do so. John pulls it out of the Night King, and almost right away, the surviving walkers all collapse into piles of dust. John collapses and dies in the company of Davos, Bran, Howland Reed, uh, and some other wildling survivors. However, it's not quite done yet. Da uh, Daenerys will die as well. Uh, she won't turn mad like her father, Aegis II Targaryen, but she won't sit on the Iron Throne. She will die in childbirth with John Child, uh, while John will never know she is pregnant. She will be at Winterfell. Uh, the, there's a pattern of childbirth uh, deaths through the story. Um, if you don't know, Danny's mom died, John's mom died, and Tyrion's mom all died while giving birth to him. Mm. So he believes that Danny will die during child's birth, and then this child will be an orphan. John and Daenerys will be dead, but he will be uh, a, the symbol of um, uh, peace between the Targaryens and the Starks. Um, so then he says that, uh, and basically by John impregnating Danny and giving birth in childbirth is practically be him killing Danny, thus making this uh the child be Lightbringer. So Lightbringer wouldn't be a sword, it would be a uh the child of um Daenerys and John that brings peace into the Westeros. Hmm. What do you think of that theory? I don't know, that's quite a lot to chew on. I don't know about yeah. that. I, I I like it. It's a big chunk of meat. It's a lot of things hmm. to dive into there. Yeah. <laughs> well uh we are almost out of time. Um Did he ship <laughs> with the Night King? Who would you have fucked the Night King? Uh, <laughs> Brienne. Oh, and, then tor and, and then Tormund kills the Night King in jealousy, and uh, that's how the show ends. Mm, no, no, okay, so uh, the show ends. You think everything's fine. Uh, after credit scene. There's an after credit scene where they're eating fucking <laughs> falafels or whatever. <laughs> no, after credit scene, to, uh, Brienne's pregnant, gives birth, but the baby's a White Walker instead. It's, it opens his eyes and they're blue like they <laughs> <laughs> Tormund's oh, like fun. wait a second they wake up and it, or at the end of the, the end of the show it's Bran waking up after being pushed out of the window <laughs> wow what a ride um, thanks for listening if you made it this far uh, normally the show's not like this we're just such big Game of Thrones nerds we want an excuse to talk about Game of Thrones for an hour on a podcast yeah, and let, let me go ahead and apologize to all the uh, real Game of, Game of Thrones nerds out there if we made any uh, factual errors or mispronounced character names. We're, um, we're just two schmucks. Uh, please feel free to tweet at us about how uh, stupid and wrong we are. <laughs> at yep. um, at BuyerBewareCast. Uh, you tell them where they can find us on Facebook, Jason. Um, at BuyerBewarePodcast. Or not at, but uh, Facebook.com slash BuyerBewarePodcast. Uh, we have a website, BuyerBewarePodcast.com. Um, go to iTunes, raise five stars. If you uh, enjoyed the show, uh, we'll read yeah, it on, uh, on air. We'll bring you on the show. <laughs> we might. We might. Probably not. Believe we'll it's five not. star anyways. You don't know. Uh, we might. Yeah. Play the lottery. It doesn't hurt right. to believe. <laughs> you can find us um, You can find us on Google Play as well, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, all right. You want to hit us with that closing review? Well, I've lost it. Oh, he's lost it.
gone. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, he's back. He's found it. All right. This is a um, this is a one star review on Amazon by Ronald. I've seen better runs in my shorts. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Enjoy uh, season finale. Mm-hmm.